You're listening to the audio portion of Workshop Wednesdays. Workshop Wednesdays is a free live discussion about topics affecting accountants, bookkeepers, and business owners. You can join the Avo group in Facebook to participate live Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Just search for ABBO in Facebook. This podcast is brought to you by SchoolofBookkeeping.com, where you will learn, grow, and build a thriving bookkeeping practice. We have hundreds of lessons with almost every aspect of the industry. Start your free month today at SchoolofBookkeeping.com. All right, so uh, welcome to a workshop webinar, a workshop Wednesday, Wednesday. webinar. <laughs> today, we're, uh, we're, we're brought to you, of course, by uh, SchoolofBookkeeping.com, and we're uh, joined now with uh, Two for One. Uh, from from ADP, uh, Rachel and Kate. Um, so they're going to be helping us with our first part of our, our w- workshop today, where we're going to be talking about and continuing with uh, payroll fundamentals. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about business entity and how the owner gets paid. And Carrie, you have a uh, you have a nice story about about that. I think we mentioned it a little bit earlier in uh, in our in our series with. Um, with the payroll fundamentals of, of your journey uh, when it came to um, how you got paid. I'm mean, not going to ask for specific details, but, um, <laughs> but you know, that that's one of the things you consider as a business owner um, is, well, I mean, you, you go into business not to be a nonprofit, you know, you want to, you want to earn some, some money. Mm-hmm. Um, how did, I, how did that, how did that go for you? Like, what did, uh, and what was your uh, and, thought process around that? Well, lucky for me, I already knew what was what you had to do when you ran payroll, and I knew how to do it. I just was trying to start my business, and I didn't want to get bogged down in all that. So, um, at the time, I was you know launching my business, selling QuickBooks, and um, and the place where I where I left, actually, my parents retired from they used uh, a third party payroll, so they never took advantage of the. Um, into it assisted. So I thought, well, here's a good way to try it. It was just me for a year. And then I brought on Paula. So it, it, it was perfect for brand new starting out. I didn't need a whole lot to do. I didn't need much with it other than to um, do my taxes and, and not worry about sending in the 941, the state coupon, the quarterly, the unemployment, the federal, the W2s, all that was, was done for me. So the concept of, um, having that done for me was perfect. I was structured as a C corp. When I launched, I have since turned into an S corp. Um, I know that if you're self-employed, that's all different. You can't give yourself a yeah. paycheck. It's a draw. So, yeah. So let's, um, let's talk about the, the major, the major areas or the formulations that maybe um, Kate and, and Rachel, maybe you could help us, uh, you know, cause you, when you, when you talk to, um, you know, someone who's, who's looking to start a payroll service, is that, is that something that you, you ask, you know, like, how are, are you, a, are you a sole proprietor or are you a partnership or what, what how does that, how does that come up in, in, uh, in, in your conversations that, that you have? Yeah. So from our standpoint, it's definitely something that we ask. Um, We try to not guide clients. Of course, we're not CPAs or accountants and we don't pretend to be, but we do educate them on, you know, if someone comes to us, because quite frequently sole proprietors will come to us and say, hey, I'm going to put myself on payroll. And we're like, no, 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 don't do that. Um, So we 
we definitely try to at least steer them into, you know, if you're set up in this way, you know, you should be on payroll. If you're set up in this way, you're not. I would say the most commonly made mistake is single member LLCs that try to put themselves on payroll without being an S-Corp. A lot of people don't under, understand as an LLC that you can be filing as an S-Corp. And they also don't understand that if you're filing as a single member, it essentially means you're filing as a sole proprietorship and should not be on payroll. So I would say that's probably the biggest thing we run into. So when it comes to, and I think that that's part of the part of the confusion because, like, when people create a, a you know a formulation of of an LLC, you can choose then how you are filing after that. So just because you're an LLC, uh, you could actually be uh, a partnership, a sole proprietorship, yeah, or, or as or as a sole proprietor. So or partner. Like, well, or- just because I've got LLC at the end of my business name. <laughs> I'm, I can be on payroll, right? Mm-hmm. No, not true. <laughs> so it's really just how your how your entity is is structured. So, um, so sole proprietor, uh, and then you're saying um, partnerships, but you're saying specifically single member partnerships or single member multi, LLCs. What about member yeah. or uh, what so about single member? Single member LLCs cannot go on payroll. Sole proprietorships cannot go on payroll. Partnerships can go on payroll, as can C-Corps and S-Corps. Um, it's really just the single member LLCs that I think create the most, most issues for people. They don't realize single member is another way of saying sole proprietor. It's just they have the LLC on the back of their their name, but it doesn't, it didn't do anything to allow them to get payroll. And I, I do, I, I hear that a lot. I'm like, I want to go so, on payroll I'm an LLC. And I'm like, that sounds good until I hear <laughs> single member. <laughs> <laughs> so a multi-member LLC, which in, in, in essence is a is a partnership, right? They can be on payroll. Is that correct? Yeah. So a multi-member LLC okay. can definitely be on payroll, but they would still have to like from it depends on when they file it, how they set it up for tax filing purposes, because they still would have to make the election um, to file as an S corporation or, you know, they wouldn't necessarily be able to because because the other thing is, too, sometimes I think when people set up an LLC and they're under the impression that there's multiple members, they might have multiple members with the state on the LLC filing. But there's typically only one person on the filing done with the EIN to the IRS. And so a lot of times, you know, like I said, even though there's multiple owners, we would need to double check to make sure that it's in, in turn, you know, structured as so with the IRS as well. So then Carrie, you mentioned S Corp versus C Corp. What's, what is the difference between the, that? I one that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, C Corp is its own entity. So when I set up my own payroll, this, the company paid my wages and it paid both sides of my FICA. So I love mm-hmm. that. Um, with an S corp, you do the same thing. You have to pay yourself a reasonable wage, but you can also take a draw and the draw is not FICA taxable, but you, but there's a lot of rules that you need to make sure you're not paying yourself $10,000 a year. When you could get a job somewhere else, making a hundred thousand, you have to pay yourself a reasonable salary. And then if the business does well, then there's some rules around the draws that you can take and how they're taxable. Those wouldn't go through your payroll. So the payroll service would just be around your W-2. So are, are there any other um, business entity types that we should uh, that we should talk about as far as, far as how they might uh, impact 
uh, how the owner would get paid. Partnerships is probably a tricky one too, because when we're going down the list of um, who we pay our partners at 1099, if there's single member LLC, which is another fancy word for sole proprietor, which is really your schedule C, they get a 1099, but so do partners. So I would imagine there's some funny rules around uh, partnerships and wages and payroll and that sort of thing, but I'm not the expert. I just, I know they get a 1099, so, so that's a little different. <laughs> so I'll, I'll defer to the, to the experts and <laughs> how does that, how does that, uh, how does that play into uh, in, in part with partnerships? So I'll be honest with you, I've seen it go a couple of different ways with partners where, you know, they don't, they definitely don't have to be on payroll. They can do a draw or they can't take taxable wages. Um, a lot of times with the partnership, again, it's kind of how it's set up with the IRS. So, you know, we typically involve the CPA right out the gates. A lot of times too, with partners being involved in the organization, they, the CPA they're working with is also looking out for their personal best interest from a tax standpoint. So, you know, does it make sense to run anything? through on their personal income or, you know, how would they do that? You know, does it need to be W-2 taxable? Does it need to be done through a draw or distribution? And there's definitely different options. I know one thing that we do is, you know, have that conversation up front so we can strategize on what makes most sense. Um, And I think that also leads into much bigger than just payroll. A lot of times the partners are looking at, you know, where else do I have income coming in? Where else do I have write-offs and kind of take that into effect, into the into the picture as well before just putting themselves on payroll. So typically your customers are going to be corporations, C-Corps, S-Corps, typically. Okay. I mean, other entities are like trusts and their payrolls around that. So we do, we have had some trusts, we've had some household employers. I mean, the the one thing I'll say is we do do, we do work with sole proprietorships as well as partnerships because anyone who has employees, you know, that, that's normally where we see a lot of the people coming to payroll. Um, there's just obviously the second component, you know, which is what today's about just with the owners. So I can still be a schedule C. It's just, I can't put myself on payroll. I put my employees. Okay. That's Correct. glad you brought that up. Cause I was, <laughs> yeah. I was yeah, running but... down the wrong trail on that one. Cause I was only thinking <laughs> about me. <laughs> yeah. Which is important. We're very important. You're and and not surprising. Owners need to get paid or they get kind of cranky, Dan. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, good to know. So you can be a C, you can be a schedule C. You You can can be a single single member. You can still have payroll as a as a schedule C, but you can't pay yourself as as part of payroll. I would not be getting a W-2. No. And I think that's one thing that sometimes sole proprietors don't realize or schedule C's don't realize is that if you have employees, you still have to do things the right way and do like quarterly filings and all of that, because obviously they get the benefit of not having to do that if they don't have employees, um, which maybe then turns even to a further conversation. Maybe they should be an LLC or a C corp instead. It gets really, I had a customer that I was working on and I was like, what are all these fines? They decided to pay all of their employees 1099s. And then they got like whacked by the IRS with this. I don't remember what the word was, but I was like, I've never heard of it. And they said, we're now putting everyone on, on um, payroll. I was like, good idea. But they got like, like double penalized. It was ugly. Yeah. Cause uh, I mean, that, that brings up a good point that, uh, you know, if, 
if, if, uh, if an owner is like, well, if I can't be on payroll, nobody's on payroll. I'm just going to pay everybody <laughs> under the table. Uh, under the table the doesn't get you a deduction. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. All right. Well, that's uh, that's kind of a good, that's a good, uh, got a lot of good nuggets there with, uh, with entity types and how the owner gets paid um, and then how, you know, it affects payroll um, in general. Uh, thank you, Rachel. And Kate, I think you, you were there. You're not like a cardboard cutout. Right. <laughs> Rachel was doing most of the talking. Thank you guys so well, much. Thanks. Thank you for joining us. Um, Thank you so, for. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. No. Nope. Well, you ahead. were going so. No. <laughs> so our, our 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 other topic of of the day we're going to talk about with the with the workshop um, involves around um, something that I saw in in our in our Facebook group. Uh, Carrie was about suspicious emails. Oh yeah. Um, so <clears throat> there's a lot of emails that float around here, and maybe um, you know Kate and and Rachel, you know, working for for ADP. I, I know every time we see a, a correspondence, there's a this is from outside your organization uh, disclaimer at the bottom of of your emails, especially when you forward things back to back to us. Um, but um, phishing emails. <clears throat> Uh, and suspicious uh, emails and um, bad actors that are out there that are pretending to be people who they're not. Um, just it happens, right? I mean, it's there's no way to stop someone dressing up as a police officer from showing up at your door, whether they whether they're a police officer or not, right? So when you get an email that says we've suspended your account or thank you for your order when you didn't order something. <laughs> Uh, and it looks, work. and it looks like legitimate. Uh, that is, be buyer beware, right? I mean, be, beware of that because um, that is um, that is where people get get themselves in, into trouble. Um, so we had a we had a, a a post on our on our Facebook group where it was. Um, I don't know, do you have that up, uh, Carrie? Because I was um, oh, going to use some. I can uh, try to example. find it. I can, can find it while you chat. Um, it was Facebook. Now I've lost myself. Okay. <laughs> there it is. Get, get, get yourself back while I'm pulling it up. Yeah. So, I mean, it was an email that was sent to, uh, sent to a customer. Uh, it said, thank you for your order. Um, and they actually did, you know, recently submit an order for, uh, for QuickBooks. So it, it, it did seem legitimate. Okay. So looking at this, you can see that there. In the subject, there's a space between quick and books. Yep, right here. Um, and um, even they in got the, the email, logo, but it looks funny. Yeah, mm -hmm. and you can see in the you know we receive your request. Um, oh, QuickBooks is spelled to, wrong again. QuickBooks so is spelled with a space, and you know anybody who has worked with QuickBooks for any length of time knows the B is capitalized. And look, um, and it's correct underneath the stolen logo. Yeah, because that's just the uh, the logo. But you can see everywhere that it says that QuickBooks is typed is there's a space and there's a oh, yeah. and look, it's <laughs> QuickBooks. They capitalize it, but they made two words out of it. And then down yeah, here we are. Mm -hmm. right. Um, so this is uh, a, a legitimate reason to be uh, to be leery of 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 this email because of course the only thing they want you to do is call call a number or click a link. Right, and that's where that's where things are going to start going south uh, from that point. But uh, best practices when you see these sort of things, 
Uh, one is to hover, don't click, but hover over the links uh, that are in there or look in the, uh, in the from email. address. The from uh, might be underneath know. QuickBooks. You're going to see like Yahoo or some. Yeah. Typically you'll see a Gmail address or, or something that is not, not. at intuit.com, right. Or mm-hmm. not at quickbooks.com. I did Kate and, and, uh, and Rachel, do you have, uh, uh, best ADP practices that you see from from ADP side of thing. Yeah, similar to the hovering over, looking at the app for the email. One thing I personally do is I Google, like I would Google that phone number and see if that eight hundred number comes back up as QuickBooks or as ADP or as whatever scam is calling me. Because I like I just Googled that number and it shows like all buyers beware, don't answer this phone call. So that's one good thing to use is just Google the phone number. And if it's not tying back to the company that sent that email. Um, and then if anything either looks too good to be true or too ridiculous, always a red flag. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and Carrie and I, we work with, um, you know, QuickBooks pretty extensively. We know that that order number is not, uh, is not a QuickBooks or an Intuit order number, uh, you know. <laughs> so we would see we would see that. But the thing is, I, I read an article when I worked at Intuit that um, it was talking about, you know, from from you know, if Carrie and I looked at this, we go, ah, that's a wrong, that's a scam, you know, that there's something that's a phishing type of type of email, um, because of either grammatical errors or um, you know or or, or you know. Uh, misspelling crazy right but it, there's actually a uh, it was, this article was all about the the mindset of those they do those things on purpose right like they they misspell things on purpose because they that's the type of person who would actually click on <laughs> or, or call that number by overlooking things that are obviously misspelled or grammatically incorrect uh, so mm-hmm. they actually pepper those things in there so that uh, so that they weed out the people who would who would scrutinize these sort of things. So, um, yeah, so it's there's actually a, 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 I gave them a little bit of prompts for that because it's like, <laughs> you know, for, you know, because some people make them look identical, you know, to 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 QuickBooks uh, emails or, or ADP emails or, you know, make them look legitimate but somebody to to sprinkle those those uh apparent um you know those obvious glaring things to the you know normal person who would Mm -hmm. see those things and go no that's that's clearly not that's clearly a scam um with that's that's there on purpose um Mm -hmm. so i wanted to share now there is there is a place where you can can't you forward this email to spoof at intuit.com okay that's where Okay, still ah, my Sorry, I just gave away your. Well, I'm thinking ADP probably has one of those too. Yeah, I was going to ask if, if if ADP has a place for these things, uh, but it it used to be uh, spoof at intuit.com is where you would forward these security notices. Right here, right here. Uh, but yeah. they don't they don't do that anymore. So it's it's now just security.intuit.com, and then the security center here, uh, you can see the security notices uh, that have been. Um, you know, previously reported, uh, you can go and report a suspicious yeah, what does that uh, do? email. And Click that button. That, what does it do? Click it. Oh, I did. Hold on. <laughs> it's, it's on the other I can't screen. click it. It's on his screen. 
There, it sends See? an email to security at security.com. Not no longer spoof. Okay, um, so security, and then I could forward my email. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but here you can see all of the, the the phishing emails that were in there and and read it, you know, so you can search at the top. So like if, um, you know, like if you wanted to type in order, right? So there's a purchase order receipt um, and then it will give you a, a sample of what it would look like, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you see something like that, then you're like, okay, that, that lets me know that I'm not the only one, you know, in this boat, I can delete this. Uh, email because it is a it has been flagged by Intuit as a as a phishing email. So, what is phishing, um, and why are they misspelling it? It's, it's not for fish. Yeah, and it's not. It's, <laughs> they're not catching. Well, they're they are trying to catch something, but uh, yeah, and it's not the Vermont uh, band either. <laughs> oh, that one, the the no. P, yeah. P-H-I-N. Yeah. So I, yeah, they're trying to fish <laughs> for money. Scammers. They're, they're fishing for, um, you know, people to. Innocent victims. You know, and then, and it, like, like fishing, it's, you know, a bait type of thing that casts this out. And then hopefully somebody's on the hook. And then next thing you know, your bank accounts either drained or you've got uh, multiple credit cards um, set up in your name that you didn't sign up for. Or, or I actually had this happen a year during COVID. I hired a part-timer and I sent it and it, and it automatically sent an email from my email that said, I'm really busy and I would love to get everyone a bonus from Lowe's. And she went and got all these $500 credit cards and said, (laughs) because I've got, and then they told her report and screenshot all the cards. So she did, she texted me a copy of all those. It might've been Home Depot. And I said, what is this? And she ran back and canceled it, but it was a close call. She thought she was helping me out. I mean, cause I am busy all the time, but I wouldn't. <laughs> and I'm always, I'm always the one to file my uh, taxes on uh, April 15th at 1159 midnight. Yeah. Um, and uh, I did that and then it got rejected saying that uh, we already got a, uh, <laughs> A, a return under this social security number so um someone you know tried to uh submit a, a tax return so i had to go through this whole rigmarole so i'm one of those people that gets a an e-file pin mailed to them by the e by the irs every year uh in order to to file my my taxes now they gotta keep up with I was gonna say now they gotta keep up with what state you're in where they gotta mail it Right. Well, it, it just goes to my one mailing address now that now that it actually is one mailing address. We had that happen too. that happened to Tim. So, yeah, I mean, we, we try to stay ahead of these things, but there it is. Yeah. I mean, strange robocalls and things like that, but you can't forward those to um, security at Intuit.com. Does ADP have a security center or a place to go where you can? See, like, uh, uh, report. security alerts like that? Yeah, so we have very similar, a full security center that you can go in. You can see any past issues that have come up. And then we've got just a basic email. It's spam2 at adp.com that any associate or external party can send an email to that they think is spam. And do you get tested on uh, on this sort of thing? I know, like, 
you know, large corporations to like throw out phishing emails on purpose uh, to see you know, what employee is uh, click happy. Yeah, we I actually I don't know if they send out like a fake phishing emails, but they do. Um, we have training every year that we have to complete compliance training. And then if you click on a phishing email like myself, ADP nice, wonderful pop-ups typically will catch it. And then you have to attend an additional training. So uh, okay. <laughs> you look out for it. So you're speaking from personal experience. Um, yep. I, <laughs> I actually, this is kind of a scary one. I have a client that um, he, he was not a CPA, but he did work with small businesses. He was like a consultant. He was on payroll with ADP and his email actually got hacked. And the link that it sent out was saying, please view copies of these 941s. And of course, being in payroll, I see a client wanting me to look at a 941. The first thing I do is click and it was a phishing scam and it got sent to like every single person in his inbox. So it's definitely like something to be aware of. Wow. You know, the, you know, some people who, who are always dealing with payroll, I mean, that was always my concern, you know, when, when working with, with accountants, I mean, uh, accountants, bookkeepers, you have access, you know, to a lot of, um, personally identifiable information, um, you know, social security numbers of all of the employees, uh, uh, unless they're obfuscated credit card numbers, merchant accounts, banking information. I mean, there's a lot of information. And I know that um, there's a lot of people on the dark web who would love to have access to your login, right? <laughs> um, so just keep that in mind, you know, do, 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 um, multi-factor authentication, um, you know, as those codes that, that are sent are annoying, um, they're there for a reason and they, uh, and that, that helps keep you and your clients uh, safe, uh, from, from malicious bad actors. So, everywhere. On that note, <laughs> on that happy note, <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna uh, we're gonna wrap up uh, today's workshop. Um, next week we're gonna talk about. Do we have what is next? Here's next up. We're gonna talk about something. I <laughs> I've lost I've lost my topics for next week. But we're we should be joined oh, also by. Payroll. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, something something with payroll. I think it's the forms. Um, so yeah, the edge of your seat. Uh, we'll talk about the employee and contractor forms that need to be. Uh, filled out for uh for paying paying either employees or contractors and um and we're we're going to be joined by davo i think uh they'll be joining us next week uh, davo is an interesting uh, sales tax compliance app uh so he'll be uh joining us and he's also an rver so we have that uh, to talk about as well uh so <laughs> uh, we're, we're actually going to try to catch up with each other in maine uh you know, later this uh later this summer so Sales tax stuff and workers forms. So yeah, set your calendar <laughs> for, for the Hey, we'll try to make it we'll... entertaining. These things, <laughs> we can make a balance sheet entertaining. We can entertain this up. Right. You have right. to understand well, have... it if you own a business or support them. So <laughs> bye, guys. And we'll bye, see bye. You Thanks for joining. Wednesday. Thanks, y'all. Have a great week. Thank you.